Catherine Gallagher. Jan Pest. And this is Bitchin' About Food. Yeah, Jan, it's our last episode of the year. Whew. The end of the year. Can't believe we made it through another year. A year. Can't believe we've been doing it for as long as we've been doing this A now. year, yeah. That's remarkable. And you and I have known each other for 44 and a half years now. Really? Yeah. Seems like it. 44. <laughs> you have Seems any New like Year's it. resolutions? Any big plans? You know, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And, you know, I can make the same ones I break every year. Work work harder, not, work smarter, not harder. That's a good one. Yeah. Or give up sugar. Yeah, that never happens. No. no. Or, you know, I don't know. Be better. Eat, eat healthier. <laughs> well, that's a tie-in to our guest today, our final guest of the year. Please welcome an amazing person, Miss Peggy Dunn. Yay! <laughs> Hello. Yeah, Barbara. Hi, Peggy. Excited to be here. Huh? Yes. I'm excited to have you. Thank you. Well, this is a great tie-in for eating healthier, eating smarter, not harder, giving up sugar, because Peggy, as you can plainly see, is the picture of health. Yeah, she's shaking her head no. <laughs> no, no, no. She's shaking her head no, but the reality is she is, well, okay, let's go back. Um, I've known Peggy for maybe 30 years now. We met 30 years ago doing a show called Bird's End, a wonderful Keith Huff play that Tom Carroll directed and Ralph Flores was in. Tom and Ralph were both guests on our podcast. You and I were in that show together. And the only reason I bring it up is because that's the first time I met you, but it's also the first time that anybody ever freaked me out about food. <laughs> and I told you this story on the phone yesterday. Mm -hmm. We're in the dressing room. Listen to this. We're in the dressing room. And this is back in the day when I thought that eating rice was healthy. You know, eating white rice and brown rice. Oh, you know, anything that wasn't like a bre bread or a carb or something. I thought, oh, I'm just going to eat rice. That's healthy. And I also was in this gummy bear phase where I thought, oh, I'm just going to eat like gummy bears because that's, you know, there's, that that's good. That's not like candy, really. It's just like, you know, gelatin. It's not bad. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. This is an insight to you I was not aware of. <laughs> so my rice moment. So I'm backstage <laughs> and I'm talking about rice. I'm like, oh yeah, I just had rice because that's, and then Peggy pipes in and in, in, in very non-confronting way, she goes, oh, well, you know, I mean, that just kind of converts to sugar. And I was like, what? Like, I was like, what converts to sugar? She goes, well, rice, carbohydrates converts to sugar in your body. I'm like, what? Like I had no fucking, I was, I'm still a little freaked out about it and it's been 30 years. Uh, you know, and then I came to realize that she knew a lot of shit about nutrition and food and stuff, but that's not all, Jan. We're just scratching, the, this girl you see right here in front of you, we're scratching the surface, okay? She is an actress. She's a drummer. A drummer? Yes, one day wow. she goes, oh, I'm taking drumming class. Oh, I played drums in a couple of shows. I'm like, what? She <laughs> wow. plays drums. She's got, she's a nutritionist. She's learning French. She works at a job like what we have, only for a single woman out of her house working in money management. You know, she has a sim similar job to what we're doing. She's just an all-around uh, bon vivant, uh, well-rounded individual. But she knows a lot about nutrition, a lot about food. And we're here to bitch about food. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being our final podcast guest. And I realize now I forgot to set my timer. So let me set my timer real quick. Um, yeah, no, you know, you thank you for that introduction because I'm like, who, who's she talking about? <laughs> talking and about you, crazy. Not only who is she talking about, but is she ever going to stop talking? <laughs> Jan! There's that. I have to give, uh, I have to set Peggy up because <laughs> we're not here to talk about Peggy's many, many accomplishments. We're here to bitch about food. And Peggy just knows a lot about food and a lot about nutrition. 
And it was really interesting to me because we did a little pre-interview yesterday and we started talking about how you know so much about food and nutrition and you revealed something to me that I didn't really know about you and you said it was okay to talk about it. One of the reasons Peggy knows so much about food is that she kind of has to know about food because she, you know, she said, I have to do it for my my health. I have health reasons. And so my first thought, of course, was, you know, diabetes, you know, gluten-free, lactose intolerant, all the stuff that people have, but no. Yeah, you know, it's what a way to start. It, it, yeah, we're going to start right in. <laughs> yeah, right in. We're going to jump in, right in, girl. Which I love. I, you know, not and then we'll go talk, back in yeah. time to your childhood. <laughs> um, no, you know, it was stress is a, is a good friend of mine said is a mofo. And um, I was at a time in my life when I was at the pinnacle of my mom had just passed away and another really intense um, event was happening in my life. And I it was one of those things where I was like, okay, well, this could be it. I could die. Um, really? And, you felt like you were that close to the end? Well, if if the test results came back positive, it would it could have resulted in, you know, at that time, you know, um, whatever, it, there was there was not a lot that you could do. It's things have progressed quite, quite a lot. And because and it, it came back negative, and and I was relieved, but the damage had been done with the stress. And um, one day I woke up, and it was like somebody put a plastic bag over my head, and I was in a big fog, and I it just I couldn't function. And uh, so it was depression. It that's what it was di- diagnosed with. You know, I'm pretty stubborn in terms of you know it didn't feel like depression because it was so physical. I couldn't drive. I couldn't, you know, I could barely cross the streets. You know, I, I kind of got to work every day, you know, just by sure. You know, our spirit's stronger than our body. Yeah. I've come to understand. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. But depression does manifest itself physically like that. That's yeah. what they said. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, you know, I'll be upfront about it. Um, I went on like that for a long time, for months and months and months. And I called my sister one one day and just, you know, on the floor just didn't know what to do because I thought is this the rest of my life you know and that's when I found out that it could potentially be depression and because my brother-in-law was a a pharmacist so I went on the medication and it really worked the medication the medication yeah I I didn't know you went on medication first yes yes you know because I knew nothing you know I I was 30 you know nothing and nutrition wasn't a big thing back then no and um, so anyway, long story short, I went on it. I felt better. And I thought, okay, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. And I went off of it. Oh, yeah. And it was like it came back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. And then when I went back on it again, it didn't work. And mm-hmm. then I really panicked. And so then I went on the long, lifelong journey of looking at supplements and then, of course, food and all, everything. Well, wait a second, because yeah. any therapist will tell you, oh, well, that didn't work. But there's eight million other ther- depression medications you could take, but you decided not to take that route. You decided to try and work on healing your depression with food yeah. and nutrition. That was the route that you took. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if that's the stubborn part of me or I didn't want to... You didn't want to fuck around with a bunch of different medications. I didn't. And I wanted to know. And like I said, because people were telling me it was depression and it couldn't, what you said, manifest itself physically. I thought if it can manifest itself physically, then there's an imbalance somewhere that maybe I could help 
at least look into, you know, I don't want to just keep, you know, because what I heard is that you're on a medication, then when that doesn't work as well, then you go on a higher med- dose. And I was presented with that. Well, I want to high- double it. And it's like, no, I, I want to see, I, I, you know, I wanted to work with the medical side because I thought, you know, years ago, we didn't even have that. Right. You know, so just take that as something to be grateful for. But and I was, you know, and then when I did start feeling better through food and I found this blue green algae that was kind of like somebody gave me an oxygen tank. That's when it first really started to, you know, I'd have five minutes of clarity. And it's like, oh, but, you know, you don't want to get your hopes up. Wait, what's blue green? I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's like a sup. It's like a power. Is it a powdery supplement or a, uh, it's like a supplement you buy it in a big giant tub. You it, can get it at the health food store. Yeah, it comes in powder form or tablet or, you know, like a. Is there any downside to taking that? It's no. What I know or what I've learned, and even if you see these documentaries about life, the beginnings of life on Earth, um, it was the first known um, life form on the planet. And it contains every single known vitamin and mineral in in this. And it comes from the water in algae. It is, it's, it's a certain strain, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, a friend of mine happened to be selling it that I went to school with. And I thought, oh, you know, she wants me to get into this pyramid scheme. And I threw the stuff away. And then I thought, you know, this kind of came at a time when maybe you shouldn't ignore it. So I pulled it out of the, because when you're desperate, you're just like, I'll try oh, anything. Oh, no, I, I've been there. Yeah. Oh, I know. Okay. I do know. Okay. Yeah, Jan's got I know. Okay. I know yeah. where you're going. Okay. Yeah. So I met with her and she had a thing, a myst- you know, another mystery thing that the doctors, you know, you take all the tests, your thyroid and all that kind of, you're perfect, healthy, healthy, healthy. We don't know what's going on. You know, it's the depression. So um, this other woman had something else mysterious they couldn't figure out. And she found the blue green algae and she started taking it and she said, and it went away. And so I did. And that was the turning point. And um, I still struggled with it. And because I still was you know, drinking too much and all the stuff that you do when you're younger and, and in theater, you know, um, you know, I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't sleeping enough. And but so it's it's really kind. And then I found functional medicine where they the whole idea is finding, you know, the root causes and you're dealing with the whole body instead of just trying to fix something with a, a pill. Um, well, so wait a second. So how were you eating before the depression hit were you just eating like a regular person just you know probably i didn't think i was eating horribly but you know you um like the i didn't know about carbohydrates turning into sugar you know the whole fat free phase where it's like you know you could buy entomid donuts it's fat free you know and i was yeah. also in the diet mentality of right. that women are and starving yourself and i was probably doing a lot of damage to my body just through dieting yeah um, or, you know, I drank, when I was in college, I drank six pack of tab. Oh, God. Every, you know, I mean, My horrible, sisters right? drank that crap. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah. I mean, Worse. when you think you're being healthy, oh, it's diet soda. So at, over the years, I learned more and more, you know, and then I was wondering why I was getting these massive headaches. It's like, oh, it's the saccharin. Yeah. And I learned that one night because I ate, you know, sugar-free Jello because it was zero calories and I had this massive headache and I put two and two together. I'm, I'm kind of, I've, I don't know if I've always been or I've become very intuitive. Well, that's the thing because what we're talking about now, when you and I were backstage and you were freaking me out about my conversion oh. to sugar, it was pre-internet. We couldn't go online and look up, look exactly. up crap. You know? Like it was all instinct and intuition. And you had a very strong intuition 
about food and you were dialed in in a way that nobody else I knew mm-hmm. was. And I thought, oh, this is this girl's interesting. I mean, Peggy's one of the most, it was interesting talking about yesterday about your depression because she's one of, like like us, Jan, she's one of the most positive people. <laughs> I can't say it with a straight face. She's such a positive person. You I'm know? positive. I know you're not. <laughs> And I'm not either. That's I'm okay. Positive, we're all gonna die. Jan, no, I. It, you know, somebody asked me backstage. An actress asked me uh, backstage of a show once. She goes, "Are you as nice as you seem?" Yes, she is. And I said, "Or oh, I said, I am until someone treats me like an asshole, and yeah. then I'm not so nice." Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good way to yeah, be. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, this is so interesting because now. You know, you've maintained, our audience can't see, but you've, as if my mother were alive, she would say, that girl has a beautiful figure. That's what she would say. Um, But you've maintained your health. I mean. Well, it's been, it's, it's, you know, again, that's the misnomer of anything we do. Like my thing is like some, I read something brilliant and I think, oh, but you know what it took to get to that piece, we don't see. But do you go to the doctor? I do go to the doctor, but, you know, I still eat ice cream way too late at night and I, you know, drink too much. I haven't, I stopped drinking a year ago. And, you know, so that kind of stuff, because when you start to feel better, you think, oh, I can, I can, you know, slip in these bad habits again. So you stopped drinking a year ago? A year ago, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What was that like? Oh, it's been fantastic. <laughs> oh my God. Energy back, you know, and it's the thing is, it's all about energy for me. You know, that was the thing with the depression is like my body was, my body was so depressed. It was just like, I would panic. Like today, about two years ago, if you guys would have invited me, I would have panicked like weeks or months beforehand because I think, what if I don't have enough energy that day? Oh, you mean, so you literally have, it, it affects your energy level more than anything. So your goal is always to put yourself to make yourself whole, to to make sure you have energy to get through your day. Energy is gold. Yeah. Well, you have you suffer from depression. Yeah. yeah. Like a chemical imbalance yes. of depression. Maybe we should step off at Rainbow Acres after this and get you some blue green algae. That'd be good. You know what, Catherine? I do want some, but I don't like your implication. <laughs> I'll take some too. No, I mean I'm happy. I'll even to... slip some into Dean's macaroni and cheese. Yeah, fine. But I mean, we should just put it in the water for God's sakes and make everybody right. Yeah, it's it really and really. Are you still taking blue green? Does it still work for you? Yes. Yeah. In fact, if I'm having a tired moment or a dip, which now my energy is like in, especially in the last year since I stopped drinking, and because I've taken such, you know, I've you know added such positive building blocks, and also I want to talk about our positive thinking. Also, I did that whole thing where that that's. It works. You mean thinking positively? Like there's a guy, Joe Dispenza, who says your negative thoughts can make you sick. And if they can make you sick, then your positive thoughts can make you better. And I have been experiencing that in the last year. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's like, it's, that's a long way of saying. Mind, body connection. A mind, body, spirit connection. Yeah. And it's like, it, it makes sense. You know, in your head, it'll work. Yes, I know that that, but. I'm so fucked. Oh no! That's the, and that's why you're not because it 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 happens very quickly. Well, I told you this on the phone yesterday. Jan has a battle with sugar. I mean, I do too, but not. Th- I didn't realize that Jan was so deeply into sugar. I mean, I, I like it too, but it, <laughs> I her, do. But her mom, her mom, love God, lover, who weighs maybe eighty five pounds, soaking wet. 
um, loves sugar. And she likes to just take little nibbles here and there of a variety of different things. And then the rest is left for... Jan. <laughs> and if she's not fast enough, she doesn't even get a nibble. Yeah. Little Jenny Pesson is in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone. And it does not affect... I mean, how do you think sugar affects you? I'm asking Jan. How, do yeah, you, yeah. how does it affect anybody? It's poison. That white processed sugar crap is poison. And what about like chocolate? What about chocolate? Chocolate is okay. Yeah. Chocolate's it, it, the dark chocolate. Yeah. Not the milk chocolate, but the dark chocolate. And little, here's the thing. I, 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 and even when it comes to processed white sugar, it's like if you can manage to be like a French person and eat in moderation, That's which hard. is not like most Americans, no. Um, then you've got a problem. If you can do it moderately, you, you know, when I was living in Paris, I started smoking. But when I started smoking, I was smoking like a pack of cigarettes a day. The French people would have two cigarettes a day. They'd have a glass or two of wine a day. I'd have a bottle. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's yeah. moderation. Yeah. And, and anything in moderation, other than a few things, are, it's okay. It's not the end of the world, but, but I'm not a moderate person, so you have to realize. Who well, we don't you are. live a lot moderate life. No, yeah, we're getting pounded. Yeah. Peggy, do you eat sugar now? Oh yeah, I just oh, had really? some ice cream last night. But uh -huh. then, and once I start eating it, I get on that like I have to have it every night. And then when I don't, I start losing because it's it's a it's a drug, you know, like anything. Um, and the thing is, that's I think why people, most people, you said you're fucked. You're not fucked. And this is the thing. Um, gosh, I wanted this to be so much more fun than what we're talking about. It is fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, no, good. we're going to talk. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. Out there? I'm so psyched. Oh, I'm going to go get that blue algae yeah, crap well, and I'm excited. And, so. and again, it's like we think one thing's going to fix it. And one thing there is. So the blue algae isn't no, going to fix does. it. The no, it does. But the thing, there's certain things that will are catalysts to thinking, oh, well, if that worked. Then it start and you feel better. Then you're more mo motivated to try other things and start fitting. But we all try to like, okay, I'm like New Year's resolutions. Okay, we're gonna do this, and we don't even know how to do this. We said we're gonna stop doing this. We really have no idea how to do it. No, because it's so embedded in every single action and ritual and habit we've ever had in our life emotionally, yeah. <laughs> just to survive. So it really, it's like if you, if somebody put their ten fingers and had a vice grip on your shoulders. That's what like all our habits are like. Yeah. And as you do want, and, and you know, you reread this all the time now, like little by little, step by step, but it's true. And you start to like, you do one little thing. Like if you, when I coached somebody, um, when I was doing the health and wellness coaching, I said to somebody, I said, oh, I'm gonna, we had our session and I said, okay, all this week, all I want you to do is have a glass of water when you get up. And they go, that's all? I said, that's all. That's a big deal. They yeah. didn't think so. And it so is. I the next morning, just, you know, because you don't think of it, you, it's out of your mind. So I texted him. I said, did you have your glass of water? Oh, my God, I forgot. forgot. Did you notice how she just put in there when she was doing her health and wellness coaching? <laughs> That's something else she's well, doing. Well, I was going to suggest she do that because... Yeah. No, no. But you don't understand. She's a nutritionist. She plays the drums. She's teaching herself French. She works full-time job. She's an actress. She's a writer. And I just found out now she's a health and wellness coach. Well, but see, you make it sound like I do this like 10 things every day. No, and, and, but what I'm saying yeah. is you can. If anybody said to you, Peggy, can you do a drum solo now and then tell me what to eat? You could probably do that right now. I could. Yeah. I could. Yes. I'm a heart surgeon as well. <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. definitely. Are you? No. <laughs> 
I'm spiritual heart surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you believed me, though. Yeah, she did for I one really second. Do. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's go back. Let's go back to childhood memories. Okay. The root of it all. Um, you were in a family with a mom, and I'm assuming a dad was your okay. And you had siblings. Three. Okay, so you're one of four children. Mm-hmm. Was mom a cook? Oh, she was a brilliant cook, and she hated it. She did. She hated it, and she was the best cook. See, that to me is very interesting because most women of her generation who hated it were total half-assed about it. Like, yeah, here's your box macaroni, fuck it. Yeah, but she was a perfectionist. Oh, so that fed that, it scratched that itch to be perfect, but she hated doing it at the same time, but she had to do it out of duty because your dad was working and didn't cook. Yep. <gasps> oh. Yeah. But she was, I mean, every Thanksgiving, mom, you should start a restaurant. You should, she was that Wow. Good. Oh. Yeah, she was, it was, term- it was amazing. And were you the sous chef? Were you the I help- was, the, I was her little helper oh. because that was like, oh, that's when I got my accolades. Yeah. However, <laughs> you were her little helper, but then you married your husband and basically duplicated your childhood because your husband was the amazing chef in the marriage. Yes. And you were the sous chef. Yes. Yeah. And it, when we, our first year together, he made something different for me every single night for oh a year. Oh, my God. Fuck. Never a repeat. Are you fucking kidding no. me? No. Wow. No. Peter, if you're listening, I'm insanely <laughs> jealous right now. That's hey, absolutely you know, the crazy. thing is, you could call him right now and said, can we come over next weekend? And he'd say, sure. He really would. Like we could come over for dinner? Yeah. He would make us dinner? Oh, yeah. All of us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Jan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Barbara. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I am totally serious about I keep this. shooting her bad looks today. I don't know what's up with her. She okay. thinks she's me today or something. I don't know. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. But this gets better, okay? Because they've been, div- listen to this. They've been divorced for 10 years. Oh, I didn't get that. Okay. He still fucking cooks for her. Really? Yeah. Well, for me and everybody else. He just loves to cook. And Way we're just good to friends. We become friends. Way to work it. Yeah. I mean, you guys didn't even know we were separate. We're such good friends that when we were... S- separate we would still come to these par- ralph and tom's parties together and nobody knew we were separate because we were coming and oh, leaving yeah. together oh, yeah. <laughs> for well, years that's, that's how i found out we went i went to a party at, at ralph and tom's a the christmas oscar, party the oscar party and the oscar party yeah. um where <laughs> well we won't go into it anyway so we're at this Oscar party and peggy's there by herself i go hey how are you what's going on? i go where's peter you're like oh you know he's home oh uh. and she pulls me aside and she goes um just so you know peter and i are or divorce. I'm like, what? Like, I had no clue. That's yeah, funny. Tom and Ralph didn't know for a long time either. He said, yeah. So, but I don't know. Yeah, there were a couple people, like Tom and Ralph were probably the last few people that we didn't tell. I'm not sure why, but you know, it's yeah, a, just, you know, whatever. whatever. Yeah. But he still cooks for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How? Okay. So that was, the, that, that had to be the hardest part of the marriage. And one of the hardest parts of the marriage ending, like a gourmet meal every night, a different one for a year. And then Peggy by herself with her crackers. <laughs> but- but wait a hey, I can boil an egg. <laughs> yeah, but still, that's a lot to give up. That's a but, lot to give up. But you're into nutrition. So did he have to cook according to your guidelines or how does that work? He, you know, it's, yeah, because when I first, we first met, he didn't make any vegetables. There was no vegetables. So that was, and he still kind of tends to not put those in. 
But that was a big thing for me because first of all, I'm just when I was a kid, I just love vegetables. When I don't have them, I can feel my body like they need them. So, but then he started having health issues with the gluten. You know, he's got celiac. And I don't. Does uh -huh. he have celiac? But he has gluten-free sensitivity. So now he's gone this other whole other um, health routes, and he can still cook amazing things with all the limitations. I mean, there's more things available than there ever has been. But yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, but he he doesn't eat. Doesn't don't eat, worry. Don't okay, worry. he doesn't eat dairy. He doesn't eat gluten. No dairy. Mm -mm. He doesn't eat dairy. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But you eat dairy. I eat dairy, but not as much as I used to. Yeah. What do you find is the? Yeah, I just I, when you said that. Oh, Peter still cooks for me. I was like, what? Can you imagine? <laughs> Peter still cooks for her. I love that. Yeah, I want somebody to cook for me. I know every day, even an ex. I don't care who. <laughs> I don't care who it is. They can come to my door. Yeah, I don't care. Just drop who. it off. Yeah. <laughs> what do you make for yourself if you're not hitting up your ex-husband for food? You know, I eat. I've always made really simple but healthy things. Like I said on the phone the other day, I'll like make a couple of boiled eggs and a toast with a salad, or I'll um, make black beans with tempeh and sautéed vegetables. I mean, you could do a lot of simple things. Yeah. And and. And, or I'll have, a, you know, I'll make myself a burger and a salad or a slice of salmon and a salad. And Are, your, are you meat, f are you moving into the plant-based only territory? No, I, I just naturally gravitate more toward plants. I've, I've not ever like consciously said I'm not eating meat. I just, if a meat has like one weird little thing in it. <laughs> My throat shuts off. Yeah. Like, you know, I remember when I was growing up, if there was something like weird in the chicken, my mom would say, it's, oh, Peggy, it's just grizzle. It's like, oh, oh yeah. Like I'm going to go like run to the bathroom and lose my cookies. You know, so it's meat's just, I can't, I can't cook meat for that reason. I mean, burgers are okay, but they have to come already ready. The patty has to be ready to go to, because if I, like when Peter and I were still together, I would go to the store to get some meat. I, after five minutes, I would start getting nauseous. So there's just something about meat that's, but I do love to eat it. It's just, I don't, I don't usually gravitate toward it. Did you do all the grocery shopping when you were married? mm, -mm. No, I'm a snack. I would buy all the snacks, like all the chips and the fruit and the veggies, and Peter would buy all the like main core stuff. But you shop together? Um, not not always. No, okay. Yeah, not always. We were pretty easy. I mean, as far as living together goes, we were pretty. E I mean, we were just like, yeah, whatever. And we were, you know, both in the theater and both in shows, so we'd yeah we'd go out and eat a lot too, you know, and eat yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, there's so much I want to, there's so many things that, let's go back to your mom okay. for a second. <laughs> because uh, how did you know that she hated cooking? Oh, because she said it. Really? Oh yeah. My mom was not, <laughs> my mom was, wore everything on her sleeve. Yeah, she was very, she was Italian. She was 100% Sicilian, oh. very expressive, very. Why did she hate it? Why do you think she hated it? She just wanted to be, well, she wanted to be, have a career. In what? Um, she started out as a model and she started out in college. I don't know. She, I don't think she ever really got that far of what she wanted to do. But before, she dropped out of college, huh? Before she met and married your dad yeah. and had a bunch of kids, she didn't really realize her potential as a person, you don't No, think? no. And I, that was, you know, that I, I don't think she's alone. No. no. Yeah. How and, old was she when she got married? You know, they're babies. She was 21 and thought she was an old maid. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she. I was 28. When she, wait, 
she was 28 when I turned, when she had me. So when I turned 28, I was like, oh my God, I was my mom's third kid. And I'm still like, yeah, that's under crazy. 30. Yeah, I'm fucking around in the city, you know, yeah. doing what I'm doing and carefree. In Chicago, and, right? Yeah, in Chicago. Did you grow up in, where'd you grow up in Chicago? In the suburbs, southwest, like around Darien, Hinsdale. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I grew up in Deerfield. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So she was, I mean, it was when you're a kid, you know everything with your parents. You know, you see, you hear, you intuit everything. And she didn't want to be a mom. She didn't, you know, she wanted a life, a career. And she was incredibly unhappy. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. That's and hard. and I think, uh, and I also think she had the depression too. You know, she was having. Sounds like it. Yeah. 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 But like, isn't in the play Our Town, there's that line that says, you know, she was one of the few women who never had a nervous break. She was one of the few moms who never had a nervous breakdown. I mean, I think yeah. this whole idea of motherhood is just swept under the carpet. Yeah. Yeah. And you you don't like Jan and I don't have kids and you don't have kids. So I think childless people tend women tend to gravitate towards one another. That's why I think we've always remained friends. Yeah. But but like now, I mean, so she would constantly vocalize. Did she have to do like breakfast, lunch and dinner for you guys? Or did she just mainly breakfast? do dinner and you were kind of on your own for I, breakfast? Yeah, yeah. For dinner mostly, but it was every single night and yeah. the holidays were just stellar. I mean, Christmas Eve. I mean, there's a part of did her. Did she do the seven fishes because of her Sicilian you know, she background? she never did. I didn't find out. Uh, probably she'd tell that from us. So she didn't have to do it. But yeah. I just found out about the seven fishes like three years ago. Yeah. But I, my grandfather would come over in the summers because they moved to Scottsdale. And, you know, they he would make homemade sausage in the basement oh. and homemade. That's when all the homemade, like the homemade minestrone soup and everything homemade, ravioli, all the pastas. Her mom and dad would come and cook? He would. And oh. it would give her a break. Yeah, because he, he loved to cook. Did her mom love to cook? I think so. Yeah, yeah but she, her mom was this like really gentle, wonderful little angel, and my mom's dad with this, you know, bombastic Italian. <laughs> <laughs> it's it sounds like for the holidays, your mother was putting on a show. Yes, but yeah. it, oh my god, but, yes. but she didn't seem to take. That's why that she hated all of it. She couldn't have hated all of it because it had to be somewhat of an artistic outlet for her. Yeah. You know, I think you're probably, especially because her cookies were just magnificent. Yeah. Just the way they, you're, you know, I, oh, I'm so glad that you said that. Yeah. yeah. Can so, I, can I circle back a little bit? Yeah. To the yes, thing we were of talking, course. This is so connected to what we were talking about. You said, oh, I'm fucked because, you know, if yeah. the positive thoughts and negative thoughts. So in this last year, I really kind of like really beefed up the nutrition. I mean, you know, there's areas where you think, okay, I'm slipping back and this is probably how I'm feeling. So I really kicked it up this year. How? Well, like, you know, stopping the drinking started. To, I finally figured out maybe what meditation is. So I'm doing that. And a couple of other, I listened to a couple of people who have, I really like their advices, like the Joe Dispenza, the positive and the negative and, and, um, get, getting to bed earlier. Um, you know, just cutting out sugar and 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 um or cutting back on it and just not ju no self-judgment and really working on this stuff and catching myself in the moment because it's like it is you know so all of a sudden as you can probably tell from my little bit of what we're talking about my mom it was a complicated relationship and yeah. i've had a lot of anger that i knew in my mind it's like yeah well she got married she was 21 and i'm a lot like her i can see you know that's kind of why i didn't want kids either because i thought i'm just too much like my mom um, 
But, you know, just trying to work on that and letting go of that anger. You know, I just have these moments like, I just can't believe she did that to me. Or to, like, what was she thinking? It's like, well, she was 26 years old. Yeah. She wasn't. But nonetheless, it's still there. Of course. So all of a sudden, about a month ago, out of the blue, I wasn't thinking of her. I don't think I was thinking of anything in particular. I thought of her and all the anger just felt like it fell off of me. <gasps> Oh, interesting. Like you shed the scales like of your I mom in a way. I shed it. And I, and I felt it was physical. Talk about physical. It really, and I was like, oh, it just happened. It just happened. I just, whatever happened, it all just, I let it go or my body let it go. But yes. it was all because of that work I did that sometimes you think it's not, not it's not doing anything. No, because like you're chipping away, chipping yes. away, chipping away at the mountain, and then all of a sudden you yes. do one little chip and the avalanche happens. Yes. Yeah. So if that's, and so then when you Fabulous. start feeling that kind of stuff and more and more of that, or like the blue-green algae, so it's, it's like, oh, what else is out there that I could do? Yeah. It's, you start to feel, it's just kind of astounding. So anyway, um, I wanted well, to circle I mean, back in there. congratulations for yeah. that, you know, because that's, you know, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do your siblings cook? Do your siblings, you have brothers and sisters, do they cook at all? Yeah. Do they uh, have kids? You know, I don't know. Yes, they all have kids. I have, you know, I'm I'm the great aunt. Yeah. <laughs> They'll all come to see when they run away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can't take this shit anymore, Aunt Peggy. I hear you, honey. Have some blue-green algae. Yeah, yeah. Let's have a chit-chat about your mom. I know she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah um my sister cooks um my sister and my brother i don't know if my brother does i don't know if either one of my brothers i think they help their wives are the ones who are the, are the cooks yeah are you the oldest no i'm the second to the youngest second to the youngest yeah okay yeah what about your dad? Was he? My dad makes made pancakes on Sunday morning. Oh, and that was like a really. That's just like I don't know what about that is. This because it's like a. It, he was my dad has he was the he was the happy one. He was always in a good mood and he loved making pancake breakfast for us. Oh, like, that's weird. So wait, let's go back. Your dad was happy all the time, knowing his wife was really unhappy. That's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's deep. Yeah, well, you know, it's complex, all the different complexities. Yeah. You know, I remember asking my mom at one point when I was in college, when everything was just like, I said anything that came to my mind. <laughs> I said, Mom, if you had to do it again, would you marry dad? And she was like, there was a silence. She said, well, we're different. So she didn't say no, she didn't say yes. Yeah. And that's all she said. Yeah. That so was they never answer. got they never got divorced. No, but my dad would always say, you know, it, when you're married, you think about divorce every month. Oh yeah. I was like, you do? Do you though? Yeah. And is he still alive? Your dad? No, they no. He's they both. My my mom passed thirty years ago. My dad passed. I think it's been about eight years now. Oh. Yeah. Your mom died young. Yeah, she was fifty nine. That's oh young. Yeah, and it just it. My dad was a shell of a person after she. He was in love with her when he was fourteen years old. Oh, they knew each other then in that high school. Oh. Yeah, but he didn't ask her out until they were in college. He would he sent her these like secret letters. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, she loved to cook. I mean, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think maybe it was just the day in, the day out. Like you said, the performance thing. What a profound observant uh, observation. Yeah, and, I, just... you know, it's also the, you don't know, I don't think. I mean, I don't have kids, so I don't know. But I imagine you go into a marriage, especially that young, not really knowing what you're getting into. And then all of a sudden you have four kids. You're like, shit, I got to do this again tomorrow. Yeah. And then the next day, and the yeah. next day, and the next day, and the next day. I mean, were, were you, I mean, if you guys don't mind. No, not at all. Say was, your moms felt that same thing or were they well, as far as. I mean, my mom, my mom wanted nothing more than to get married and have kids. That was like her big goal. She did. And I don't, I mean, she was also an excellent cook. Um, was she happy? I think, I think she might've been happier than your mom, but I do think she also realized like, oh, is this it? Like, oh, you know, I think she also felt a little unfulfilled. Um, I think my mother, well, like she said on the podcast, learned to cook because she wanted to eat yeah. good food. Yeah. But was she oh, yes. happy in her marriage? I mean, she always wanted to have children, always wanted to have children. But was she fulfilled? I mean, could she have potentially had an incredible career at whatever she wanted to do? Absolutely. Was she happily married to my father? Absolutely not. I mean, I mean, she would have divorced him many times over. But it was a financial thing. And, it, you know, at that time, you just didn't, you know, if you had two kids and whatever, and, you know, whenever she thought she was going to, something tragic happened where she couldn't. And it was like, you know, I mean, I was definitely, you know, not expected or because there's eight and 10 years difference between me and my oldest siblings. So Jen's wow. also one of four. Oh, yeah, wow. Okay. I'm the youngest. Oh, you are. Yeah, I'm the last. Okay. And, you know, basically after my brother was born, who's a year older than me, she said, go get a vasectomy and go get it now. Well, he didn't go get it now. He waited, you know, a week later and then it was too late because she was already pregnant with me. So hence my mother is really good at jump rope, but it didn't work. So, but I'm pumped. <laughs> Way to bring the podcast down. Yeah, to well, <laughs> anyway. Keeping it real. Yeah, <laughs> keeping it real. Um, so, yeah, so then, but wait, like. She always does that jump rope thing and then I can't segue into something else after the jump rope thing. Wow. Why don't you just say my mother would throw herself down the stairs, which she never did, of course. Your mom that I'm aware of. She wouldn't do that. But who knows? Um, know. Listen, listen, based on what I saw on the news today about this woman in Texas who, well, it's this whole abortion thing. We're not, we're, we're, we're going backwards with that. I mean, we're heading back no. into jump rope, yeah, thrown down the stairs. Thing. Yeah. Anyway, of let's course not go we there. are. It's great. Um, Super. So, so excited. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about <laughs> Chicago versus LA. Okay. So Chicago food, Jan and I have talked about it all the time. We love it. It's, it's. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, even when you go back to have a hamburger there, it's like, oh my god! Yeah, thank you. God. I just like you know, yeah. just washing it. You know. Yeah. And what about here? Uh, I love the food here. Um, I don't. Don't you find restaurants a bit challenging out here? In in what way? Like the food kind of blows. No, but. No, I don't find that. But the thing is, I either like cook for my the simple stuff for myself or I go to these, you know, 
Michelin star. <laughs> that is right. Well, so, that's it. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like you know, that's like it. like you can't just wander out the door and that's go to some place and that's have true. a moderately priced meal. You have to spend like a gazillion dollars to for have something sure. really good. Yeah, and then but not in Chicago. That's true. Not in Chicago. Not in Chicago. Oh my God! You throw my, a rock and you're hit. You're, yes. you're going to eat at a good restaurant. Yes. Right. Yeah. You're so right. That's, that's that is it. That is the di- biggest difference for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's. Do you go back? Often? You know, I have I haven't been back in oh my god, uh, four years. Well, since before the pandemic, I saw my sister for the first time just a couple months ago, and the first time in four years. Wow. Did they come out here, or did you go there? She came here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, nice. Was, yeah. What does a typical food day look like for you? Are you a breakfast person? Jan and I, I don't. I'm always I'm always thinking about food. It's like <laughs> it will never go well, away. Well, no, that's interesting because you're always thinking about. Any kind of nutritional thing, that's a very active part of your brain. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like you don't put anything in your body, whether it's good for you or bad for you, without thinking about that it. That is true. That is. There's oh no my such God. thing as a mindless eating moment for no, you. That's, You're like, well, oh. I'm having this. You know, this is going to affect me maybe this way, and if it does, I know why, and I know, and you know, like, yep, you know. Ab- you are absolutely, it is. I didn't even think of that. It's like my antenna is like cat ears. That's like- a, yeah, that's a lot of energy. Exp- exp- <sighs> that's a lot of energy expend- expend- expending. Wow. I tend to think mindlessly sometimes about food. Just shove it in. Just food, Catherine, or are there other... And Jan is going to be <laughs> dipping her chessmen cookies into her blue-green algae powder. So don't even start with me. <laughs> You can't use the blue green algae as a dip for cookies. You have to take it in place of cookies. I want. I want to. I want a capsule though. I can't be bothered. With, well, no with capsules. Cap- and I couldn't even. I couldn't even. I had to go to the tablets because the capsules are. You know, they get stuck in your throat. She has a, she has a throat spasm. She has throat spasm issues. Clearly. Yeah. So. Um, so breakfast, lunch, breakfast, dinner. What do we got going on here? Breakfast is it's pretty much like the same every day. Although when I when I get more um, like f- I usually have just a slice of gluten-free toast and it's also rice-free <laughs> um, you can get you know different kinds of flours like almond flour and, and why is it gluten and rice-free because you don't want it to convert to sugar in your body don't n- freak me out no it's not to be freaking out it's just it's just are you gluten-free i don't want to freak you out about rice any more than you are <laughs> wait are you are you gluten-free i don't have to be but i feel better without it yeah, that's what and my, I, that's yeah. what my gluten free friends tell me. Yeah. You don't have to be. And I did it to to kind of be sympathetic to Peter. And then when I started eating again, I was like, huh, I f- it feels like a layer is miss is like an extra layer is somehow there when I eat gluten, and when I don't, it's not. That's it's that's the best way I can ex- explain it. But now a there's a layer of what fat? I don't know. I guess maybe or or <laughs> whatever. Maybe it holds onto water. I don't know what it is, but there's just it felt like an extra. Do you thing. ever eat any like? bread that has i mean are you just no gluten no, no i will what? eat it. like if, if it's a if it's you will yeah i'll okay. have a piece of pizza or you know i'm not like what about a whole pizza well i eat a whole, <laughs> i don't do that anymore it's it's sometimes hard in fact you know i have i don't eat pizza all that much anymore because i try to eat i you know the thing is once you cut out something you do start losing your taste for it no you don't <laughs> <laughs> trust me you don't <laughs> Like I haven't had jelly bean in I don't know a long time. I could eat an entire bag yeah. right now. Oh, so could I. Well, that's, well, yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong. And you I know don't. what's weird? I fucking hate jelly beans. Like I hate. I them. love jelly beans. I hate them. Oh, I love them. Now, how come you like gummy bears and not jelly beans? And well, I hate gummy bears. 
It's such a waste. I don't like gummy bears anymore. Ever Ugh. since you told me in the dressing room that they weren't that good for me. I thought they were healthier candies because yeah. they, they were just, it was well, just sugar, gelatin. Yeah, the sugar converts, you know, the, the, the carbohydrates converts to sugar. The sugar converts to fat. Yeah. That's what the insulin is for. That That's was why, like, yeah. what? I, I was like, yeah. what do you mean? These are healthy. You're yeah. like, no, it converts to sugar. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I, you know, I am not, the, the thinking about everything I put in my body is true, but whether or not I adhere to that is, is another thing. Like, but that I, doesn't matter. It's yeah. mental energy expenditure. Yeah, it is. It's, it is. I mean, it keeps your, your, you're always humming. Yeah. Jan and I were talking about this before you got here about how like at our jobs and in our houses and in our lives, we're constantly on top of our shit. And, you know, if we're being honest here, we're surrounded by people who are, maybe aren't quite as on top of their shit, but we're on top of our shit. And so we're on top of their shit too. So everybody's on top of everybody. Everybody gets, it all gets done. But what would it be like to not think so much? Yeah, what would that be? That would be like an interesting. That would be nice, right? I would. It and the thing is, okay. I have to tell you that when I I got my coaching certification for health, that really changed a lot of things. That's when I realized that we're mindlessly doing things that we're not aware of. Oh yeah, yeah. And it has been like for an example, when I used to go on an audition, we'd we'd probably you know I would panic because it'd be like, oh my god, I've been eating too much in the last four days, and I would starve myself for the twenty four hours or however long we had before for the audition. This is a lifelong thing, um, and I thought, God, it'd be nice to get to the day where I have an audition and I'm like, I'm okay with where I am, and I'm not scrambling to like starve myself for the time I have, so I'm thinner, um, and. The coaching really, it's, it's again, it's, it's less about food than it is about everything else in your life. Well, I mean, it's being mindful is harder than being mindless. Yes. Because mindfulness requires constantly thinking about what's happening in your life. At first. At first. Yeah. Then it becomes like a meal becomes like you're on vacation. Like I thought I I thought that I was a foodie. I wasn't a f- I was I didn't realize that I really wasn't in love with food. I was obsessed with food and now I'm in love with food because when I learned mindful eating and experienced that, it was like literally it was like the heavens parted and the angels sang. Yeah. Because we most eat we mostly eat our meals in 2 to 5 minutes and each bite 3 to 5 bites and we're putting the next mouthful of food before we've even swallowed and yes. I, I mean i caught myself doing that i was like oh i can't believe i do that wait are you doing the 100 chews thing you... no i don't okay. do the chewing thing all the numbers i don't do the fitbit i all if everything is two numbers i i i can't i don't yeah feel i anything. can't do that either no. yeah. yeah it's all about just tasting you know tasting it tasting your food yeah. tasting it and it's like well, and then food... suddenly a peanut butter sandwich the slice of peanut butter is like Food for me can also, during the day, can be like a job. Like I have to, oh. like I know I have to eat something, so I'll just shove it in as fast as I can and eat as fast as I can. And now let's move on to the next thing. And we're done with that thing. Now let's move yeah. on to this thing. And I hate that. That's yeah. kind of how this podcast was born, because I cook for Dean every night. He doesn't cook at all. Not one bit. Not now, one. did you, before you cooked like you do now, did you used to cook like that? Because I... I cooked, but not like I have to now. Dean's the first person I've ever lived with. So cooking for him is a week, uh, He w- one night a week he is on his own and then the rest of the time I'm cooking or we go out. And that's your choice to do that? Well, or, or else we wouldn't eat. Because if it was up to him, we oh. would go out every, we would go out every night. And who can afford that? 
he doesn't cook at all. I've told the story on the podcast a million times where he, I'll tell it really quickly to you, he moved into an apartment and the landlady gave him a brand new stove. It was all wrapped up. And then he lived there for eight years. And eight years later, she came to do a walkthrough and she goes, you didn't have to rewrap the stove. And he goes, I never unwrapped it. Eight years. He never touched a stove. Oh my God. That's and she has neat. to cook for her mom. No, it's not because you can boil two eggs. Yeah, but anyway, but go ahead. I don't That's want two more eggs than he can boil. <laughs> but her mom, you know, her mom is 94. So she's cooking for her mom yeah. every night. She can't She can't cook anymore. And you guys, does it, do you just not like it anymore or you used well, to like I it? Mean, or what we is love it? it and we hate it. It's, it's burnout. Yeah. I think I like cooking more than she does. She's, yeah, a, great, she's a great baker. I'm, I'm not, not that great of a baker. I've never liked cooking. Okay. it's a, It always seemed like, a, like I don't. I don't like anything that's a have to. Yeah. Like I like luxury. Like I like shopping, not because I'm looking for something that I have to get that I need. I like superfluous type, mindless. Let's just call it mindless because that's what it is. Yeah. I like going into a gourmet grocery store and looking at, you know, fancy stuff. But I hate going to a regular grocery store and having a list and having to buy certain things to, you know, substance stuff that you need to survive. I hate that. I don't like anything along those lines. I like everything to be like a boutique either a boutique clothing place, a boutique this, that you're just wandering in and that kind of stuff or for food or any of that. But the, the have to of daily mm. maintenance, and I'm really crap at taking care of myself too. Well... That's that's another thing. Like, mindfulness is key. Mindfulness is the key. And guess what? You're not going to believe this. We're out of time. I, you know, yeah, I know. We could talk like I this know. forever. I feel, I feel like we talked too much. I know. I feel like I hope I didn't take it off no, of no, the no, no. Well, okay, Catherine no. talked too much. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Let's all be present. My goal for the new year is going to be to formulate a cookie recipe that you can eat using blue-green algae powder. <gasps> That's that gonna be sounds fantastic. And I think I can make a fortune with my blue green algae cookies. Well, you know, there I have I'll, I will up the ante on that. So you can make a stupendous cookie. Now, yes, it, well, I have some sugar in it, but it's not like the you know, but less sugar, and have the blue green algae just in the tablet because it, the cookie won't taste good. Exactly. <laughs> well, Peggy, it's been a treat. We'll have you back again to continue this discussion. Oh, yeah, I hope Thank so. you so much. Definitely. Thank you guys. Okay. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Bye.